from Television City in Hollywood. Welcome to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. Streaming to you live from a nondescript building situated somewhere in the Pacific time zone. Now to kick things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio in beautiful Tacoma, Washington, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. For first-time listeners, let me welcome you to our show. No invitation is necessary, and it's always a BYO fill-in-the-blank affair. Please say hello to my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. And uh, howdy-do to you too, Spud, and all of our what? listeners out. Howdy-do? Really? Where did that come from? What is this, hee-haw? No, 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 no. I, I'm just so happy tonight, Spud. Nothing wrong with unbridled enthusiasm, right? Well, you should know clearly by now that unbridled enthusiasm makes me very, very uncomfortable. I can't help it. So... Please keep the peppiness to a bare minimum. Okay? I, I'm not sure if I can. My best friend in the world wrote, just wrote me today, and I am what? so happy. Best um, friend? I, what are you talking about? Um, I don't think I've mentioned him to you, but I was waiting for uh, the right no. time. Um, I sort of thought I was your best friend. I mean, we've never really talked about this, but I just assumed it. Wow. Um, who is it? Do I know him? I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but it, it, it just happened. When? About four years ago, we just hit it off. Where did you meet him? I mean, was I like gone or something? I had to, I ha if I was around, this never would have happened. Well, it never would have happened. Well, 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 we have never actually met face to face yet, but I hope that will happen soon. I, I know you'll uh, really well, like him, but he's a great guy and we have so much in common. Really? Really? Um, what's his name? It's Lawrence. And Spud, never call him Larry, okay? He's really touchy about it. Well, excuse me if I happen to drop the L word. Don't. So, um, if you haven't actually met face-to-face, -face, how did you come across him anyway? I mean, you, you didn't go back on those gay Ukrainian dating sites again, did you? It's not cool to play with those guys' affections. Spud, that one time was a mistake. You, you know, I'm pretty positive I'm straight. I mean, I told you I thought I was signing up at eHarmony. Uh, I did have a nice lunch with that guy who asked me out, though. The name Vladi on his email threw me, I guess. A anyway, Florence is not my boyfriend. Geez, can't a couple guys develop an intimate relationship without it getting physical? I guess, but mm -hmm. let me ask you this. Can I meet this guy? I mean, mm. I, I, if he's your best friend now, I should probably at least check him out. Just to make sure he's not a dangerous criminal or something. Uh, well, he did sort of make a mistake when he was younger, but he totally totally learned his lesson and has turned his life around now. What are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Well, Lawrence just got released from Pelican Bay Prison in California. We've been pen pals for the last four years. Pen pals? Who the hell has pen pals? Pen pals are a real kick chick, so don't you listen to someone sick like Spud, who is, of course, a total dick. 
I read his request for one in a magazine at my dentist's office. I'm so excited to actually talk with him as a free man. I did try to call him earlier today, but he was out on a job interview. But I left a message with people at the halfway house. Yeah. I, I gave yeah. him the, num- the number to our show and told him to call what? us. I, I think it would be neat for him to pronounce to the world he's a changed man. Very symbolic, don't you think? I'm not, well, I guess. So the dude's still in California, right? For now. Until he's done at the halfway house. That should take maybe three months or so. All right. And then what? I don't even really uh, want to deal with that right now. Hey, let's check out some music to lighten the mood. How about a tune from uh, an early sound garden, as it is apropos for our second guest who will be on later in the show. Here is Sub Pop Rock City. Okay, Lawrence would dig any band on Sub Pop. Nice to know. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, uh, uh. Ah! Uh. 
the spud line and give them a piece of your mind. Call the spud line. Call the spud line and give them a piece of your mind. Give Spud and Chick a piece of your mind now by calling or texting 253-666-4232. Call the spud line. Call the spud line and give them a piece of your mind. Call the spud line. Once again, here's Spud and Chick. Spud, Spud, we have a call, and I believe it is Mr. Colin Quinn. Hey, uh... Yes! What's up, guy? Super! uh, So you're touring the U.S. with your highly acclaimed, I could state that, comedy show Unconstitutional. Um, Yeah, I like that, highly acclaimed. That's right. So, and you're going to be appearing at the Seattle area at the Snoqualmie Casino Friday, December 6th. Tickets are still available. Um, I guess with me is my co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. You can say hi, Chick. Okay. Okay, good, you're good, you're good. Um, All right, so, now, Colin, you have been... You're a writer, comedian, and you've been tagged with the label Smart, but you successfully overcome this by making your... (laughs) No, seriously, your material, you make people of all intellectual levels laugh profusely. So how the hell have you pulled this off? Well, it's because I have like a... uh, I'm very smart, but I seem like... I I have a dumb demeanor, you know? I like I have a dumb uh, affect to me, too. So dumb people can enjoy me, too, because I... I move like them, and I, sh- I sound like them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So are you one of those who feel we in the U.S. are now in reverse mode with the, within the evolutionary process, or put simply, are we getting stupider and stupider? I mean, it's probably a good thing uh, for my career, but I don't know about for you and our country. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're getting stupider, but I do feel like people are definitely turning on it, you know? People have definitely had it with each other, you know, at this point. It's like it's getting weird. Outside of New York, you're talking the whole country? I'm saying, yeah, the whole country's becoming like New York. Oh, that's, like, uh, that's interesting. I just feel like people are just being very, they're not, uh, you know, everybody's got like an attitude problem now. Well, now that you mention it, uh, I don't well, want to point fingers here, but yeah. Um, hey. Hey, uh, your, your yeah. show, Unconstitutional, um, would seem to be really timely. as Because when you know whenever I tune into Fox News and all the blonde anchors and their Tea Party guests talk about the Constitution sure. and how Obama sure. has destroyed it. Um, so that word, Unconstitutional, seems to get people riled up. Do you have many people in your audience yell out their opinion during your show? Um, no, because this show is, is hard to really... Um, you know, it's hard to get a word in because I'm talking so quickly the entire time. But, and it's kind of like kind of a, it's a, I mean, people have a hard time under, seeing where I come from politically. So I feel like the whole time they're sitting there going, wait a minute, what side is he on? And I kind of like it that way, you know? Yeah, you know, that's, I wish I knew that's what right. side I was on. Uh, that, that's, that's actually a good point because that's something that I had crossed my mind. Uh, I saw your special on HBO a while back that, uh, uh, long story yeah. short, directed by Jerry Seinfeld. And it was very Ooh, cool yeah. because it sort of refreshed my memory from all the world history classes I daydreamed through. I mean, you, I think people should have got partial college credit watching your special. What do you think? <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. That would be great for me. You provide a lot of information. I mean, seriously. How long was it? 80 minutes or 70 minutes? Or whatever? I mean, I yeah, learned a well, hell of a lot. Same, this one's the same thing. It's the same amount of time, you know? But it's more about, this one's more about the psyche of who we are now based on the Constitution. For example, just what you're talking about, where people just, everybody, because we live in a country where everybody 
is supposed to be able to give their opinion when you, you can't complain. People can't complain then whenever you give their opinion. You know what I mean? That's, what it's, that's how it's set up. If people want to change it, that's fine. But nobody can act like, hey, wait a minute. I don't want to hear what they have to say. It's like too bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a long line of people yes. lined up to tell me what they think. Um, so I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going to bore you with questions about your time on Saturday Night Live. Like, you know, other than to ask you, were the after parties the best part of the week? Like, no host bars and fr- fancy free food. Well, the uh, the, the party. I wish it had been more like you know. I mean, if we had been more, our crew is pretty straight, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if we had been like wild, like the '70s, or even if it had been me in the '70s, I would have after party stories. I'd I'd be, you know, I'd probably be in prison. But I mean, I would have had after party stories that were, you know, really worthwhile, you know. So your but cast was. I got there, your cast was more health conscious. They were much more health conscious. But, my cast, my cast was pretty. They were pretty straight. Oh, I, I have to say, they were not boring. The, those wild days were over. Yeah, it's very boring, but it's the way it was. You know? yeah, I remember I mean, some of the. You know, 70s. It was a different time. Yeah, the seventies were good. Yeah. If I had been there in the seventies, I would have been dead after after the third week on the show. But okay, it would have been worth it. You know? um, it would have been well worth it. Who had the biggest? Oh, like a gentleman. Gen- like a gentleman. Okay, I'll, I'll write that down. Check. I like that line on my. Uh, totally. Um, how? Who had the biggest influence on your career to this point? What do you think in terms of your humor? Um, I guess I mean Richard Pryor, George Carlin. It's a toss-up between those two. You know, mm-hmm. that was those are the guys we all looked up to when I started. You know, they were like the holy grail of comedy. So I would say those two I really loved. And I would say there's a book called The Confederacy of Dunces. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. read that book. Yes. Did you ever read that book? Yes. Well, that, that book had a very big influence on me for whatever reason. I read it when I was like 19 in Brooklyn. And I just, it's my whole life I've read it. I always reread it all the time. And it just, I love it so much. I can't explain why exactly, but I just love it. Um, Another thing I wanted to run by you, and it, was, it is a great book. There's no doubt about that. Um, in fact, I should reread it, actually, now that you mentioned that. But um, yes. I, I heard that Louis, Louis C.K. has millions of followers. I, we know that because I look at his account. Oh, yes, of course. But uh, he only follows one human being, and that's Colin Quinn. So basically, it's all on you to entertain this man 24-7. That's a lot of pressure when you yeah. log on to Twitter, isn't it? I, it is a lot of pressure, but, I mean, you know, he's, uh, you know... He's got to go along with the plan. I appreciate the fact that he uh, he understands that it should be me and me alone in his in his in his Twitter life. Um, do you, are I was you, actually thinking of doing a whole Instagram thing. Uh-huh. I'm trying to get him to follow me on Instagram too. Are you, you tight know? with him, or is it just, he just is a devotee and he just is in love with you? Um, I don't know. When yeah, we're not that tight, but uh, you know. For some reason, just follows me on Twitter. You're right. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is. All right, cool. But uh, uh, apparently, uh, yeah. Um, you know, what's your? We know each other a long time, but when I, yeah. right, right. Um, Chick, what? you should follow me on Twitter. I have like 12 followers. Anyway, what's your take on Dennis Rodman assuming the role of our unofficial UN ambassador to North Korea? Because you know, celebrities are about the only thing we do well at this point in this country. What's your take on that? Yeah, well, now that you said it that way, it actually makes sense to me. Um, although I saw Dennis Rodman at a uh, Chicago, I was in Chicago doing a gig a couple of months ago, and Dennis Rodman was there, and I reached out my hand to try to shake his hand, and he didn't shake my hand. And I'll oh. tell you, if he'd just been a few inches small, I would have dropped him with a straight right hand to his face. Huh? I would have dropped him for that. Nobody does that to me. He but pulled, anyway. He pulled a Trump on you? Would not shake your hand? He would not shake my hand. Whoa. And, uh, but I mean, you know, 
Well, so I don't think he's a very good ambassador. Uh, heck yeah, that should be at the top of the list for the job requirement. Well, send yeah, him home. exactly. I don't, uh, I don't know if he uh, Kim Jong Il. I don't know if he Kim Young Il, whatever his name is. Right. Uh, I don't know if he shook his hand either, though. Well, you know, fairness, the celebrity yeah. thing, I, I don't know. I know you, we couldn't send the Kardashians to, like, Saudi Arabia, but I think they could do well with Putin. Is there any celebrities that you think that would make a great ambassador somewhere? Well, I think, uh, I mean, I think Canada is missing an opportunity to rob Ford as the ambassador of Ireland. There you go. There you go. I think Or Colombia, maybe. I don't know. Huh? Well, yeah, um, that's a good point. Or Tennessee. I think... Uh, or Tennessee, yeah. and I think uh, we could. If you want to, it depends how you want to go after these countries. If you want to get tough with these countries, you know, Richie Incognito might be a good ambassador to yeah. Iran or North Korea at this point. You know, I think you'd be a hell and, of an uh, ambassador. I'd like to be an ambassador to a fun country, though. Okay. Like I, I'd like to go to like some place like I don't know, like Iceland. What's a fun country? Brazil. Ooh, Brazil. Iceland, yeah. Brazil Iceland would be Cup. fun, but Brazil would be fun. Or one of those other countries like uh, Thailand, although they just had a coup, I think, the other day. Hey, am I hearing a real, am I getting a real honest New York City vibe right now? Am I hearing an a, a alarm, a police alarm? Or, yes, or just... I'm, on 20, I'm on 24th Street and 6th Avenue. Freaking awesome. Which is one of the last streets that actually, this corner actually does look like New York. It's got the parking sign, you know. But uh, yeah, that was a siren going by. Now there's some motorcycle going by. Now there's like 18 cabs every two seconds. Yeah, this has a New York. This little neighborhood right here, even though they built it up, it still looks like New York from what I remember from the 70s, you know? Right, right. Uh, that's pretty cool. That might have been the highlight for the last few months for us. We heard a real... That was, that was, I, I can smell the pizza. That's awesome. All right. He, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, it's so funny because I was about to mention there's a pizza place on a corner right across the street. I knew that. It's funny cool. you said you smell the pizza. Yeah, you can smell it. Well, grab a slice for us. Um, hey, what? I'm going to go like, here. I don't I, like the looks of this one, to be honest with you. Uh-oh, okay. I don't want you to get hit by a car or anything, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hold you much longer, but... But I got to ask you, what's been your most memorable moment as Colin Quinn? That's my that's my top question here. My most memorable moment, um, you know, I mean, people like when I was on SNL, the De Niro moment was a memorable one. Right. You yeah. know, yes, that was a big one for me. That uh, was a very big one for me. It's kind of hard um, to top. Yeah. Well, one time when I was on MTV, uh, one of the guys from Bad Company was like, uh, "I go, oh my god, I forget who it was actually, but it was one of the, you know." He goes, hey, man, yeah, I know you. And I was like, oh, my God, bad co. Like other people, it was about the Stones. <laughs> or, you know, to me, it was about bad co. Because I used to have that black bad co t-shirt in the 70s, you know? Uh, Chick still has his, and he wears it like once a month. But, yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go. So, once again, Colin Quinn will be appearing at the Snoqualmie Casino Friday, December 6th. Tickets are still available. I want to thank you very much for checking in with us, and, uh, and good luck with the tour. We're on a couple other places, Fort Myers, Florida, a couple other places, so I'm sure you're gonna you're going everywhere with this thing, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going all over the damn place. All right. Very cool. I'd like to do all 50 states. Why not? Yeah. What the hell? That sounds like a road This will be my beginning of my ambassadorship. Maybe I am the ambassador. Maybe you are. New York City. Maybe you, you, are. you are. I now. can't think of a better one. All right. There you have it. Mr. Yeah. Colin Quinn. Thank Thanks, you so guys. much. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. 
Okay, it's musical guest interview time. I'm with the Plasterds. Uh, before we do this, I have to say publicly, the first time you were on the show, I had to deal with a very sad family situation. I had to leave the, the show and right in the middle of it, and uh, you guys were on that night. And uh, Anyway, I guess Chick and Daryl jumped in to close it out, but you guys were very cool about dealing with the situation, and I wanted to, to thank you. So let's do this damn interview right now, though. Big pleasure. All right. Uh, now, the Plasterds have been in existence since fill-in-the-blank, please. 2000, the year 2000. Okay, and that's for the record? All right. 2,000 years, that's a long time. Um, what is the preferred toothpaste of the Plasterds? I assume you guys share a tube. I'm an Arm & Hammer man. Ooh. Uh, we do share a toothbrush, but I think we have our individual <laughs> toothpastes. Okay, all right, gotcha. Um, can't say for sure I don't read the label. Okay. Um, what is the favorite rock opera of the band? For the record, I am a Jesus Christ superstar fan all the way. How about you guys? That's a great one. I like uh, the uh, the Who. Uh, the the kids are all right. Oh, I thought you meant collectively. Like, did we agree on a favorite for the band? Which we wouldn't agree on. That, that. would never happen. Quadrophenia. Quadrophenia. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna make an assumption here and say you guys do not utilize performance-enhancing substances to gain an edge over other bands in this market. <laughs> true or false? And if true, I would advise you to say nothing further without you know jeopardizing your future eligibility. False. What are you talking about? Do we get high, man? <coughs> Really, uh, really, it could cover a variety of substances, but if you want to get specific, that's, you know. Enhanced you by PBR. All right. Well, I'll tell Chocolate. you what. What I really want right now is I really want to hear some music. How about it? Can we do this? Happy we'll to do it. Best. All right. Here are the plasters. <laughs> Strong, 
may not have much money and my looks and they have gone One thing is for certain, they won't ever do me wrong But devil cast his shadow, just stand and sing this song Motherfuckers will not get my soul, God will walk alone Oh, motherfuckers will not get my soul is the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. It's time for the Richard Peterson's three-minute talk show. Join this Seattle entertainment legend as he goes where few in radio have gone before. Here he is. Richard Peterson. Welcome, everyone, to my three-minute talk show. I know I should have my own show by now, but don't worry, I am taking meetings with my agent, Lloyd, and she say very soon things may be changing here on Bird's show. I really do need the whole hour to showcase my talents but I am ready to begin. Okay. All right, Richard. I'm, I'm good. Let's do this. Number one, Bud Goodman. Is Ted Cruz the Antichrist? Well, at this point in time, Richard, that remains to be seen. Is it possible? Yes, it is. Do I know for a fact that Ted Cruz is the Antichrist? Well, no, I do not have irrefutable evidence supplied by a recognized theological body that could verify this allegation. I suppose one could challenge it maybe by questioning whether Mr. Cruz really has the total destruction of our civilization as we know it at the top of his to-do list. You know, he very well could just be a total jerk and not the Antichrist. Richard, so I guess I'm going to have to say time will tell. Number two, Chick Hunter. How many more lives does a Siamese cat have more than a person cat? Four, because they have the international date line between them, so they get some added. Hmm, that's a good point. Yes. Guy in the soundboard. Yeah. Does a real man play Candy Crush? Oh, uh, to be honest with you, I, I just don't see how. I mean, I, I don't believe gender stereotypes should determine our behavior but that game is for total pansies, so I, I feel like stating that, that that's true publicly. Guy in the band, is jewelry really the best way to a woman's heart? Is jewelry really the best way to a woman's heart? Richard, are you asking me, does a $3,000 necklace get you better response than a Whitman sampler, one of those box <laughs> of chocolates? Uh, the answer is sadly yes. Uh, maybe that'll change someday. Uh, I sure hope so. 
Yes. And number five, Bud Goodman, do you like steak tartar? Steak tartar. Well, you know. You know, I am a bit of a whiz in the kitchen, Richard, but I have never been able to master steak tartare. I just can't get the hang of preparing raw meat. I'm way better actually cooking it. You know, I, I know all the fancy restaurants around the world serve this, but uh, I have struggled uh, making a bloody mess of animal flesh look appetizing. Most of the time, I just have to give it to my dog, Fred. I could probably make something work with raw hot dogs, but, you know, but I guess, you know, in relation to your you know answer, I guess I'd have to say not really. But anyway, Richard, I got to say, I got to ask you, hey, was uh, your appearance at the Apple Cup, your last official playing time, uh, or my play, appearance playing the trumpet? For a stupid trumpet solo, that is my last. No, that really. That was my last appearance. I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, that's probably a good idea because it's way safer off the streets playing the piano indoors. Is that what you plan on doing? Yes. Um, and... It's hard, and I get exhausted on every three going day on the end of the day. I know, I know. Yes, um, 65. So well, I am with the Peterson, the Piano Man, and Montana Hitchhiker, and this has been my three-minute talk show. Let's but know I am better than him. You can call him at home, and he won't mind. Oh, really? Thank you, and good night. Uh, that you, concludes the Richard Peterson three-minute talk show. This legendary Seattle icon and musician is available to play piano and keyboards at weddings, bar mitzvahs, and company gatherings. For further information, please contact the Spud Goodman Show producers. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Once again, here are your hosts, Spud Goodman and Chick Hunter. Hey, uh, you know, you really need to stay positive here. That's Just hard. because he, he hasn't called yet doesn't mean he doesn't value as a value you as a friend. I mean, maybe it does, but, you know, it, it might mean that you just, I don't know, I, just... He could be conflicted. Just well, don't get too bummed here. You're, oh, I know Lawrence, and he would have called by now unless something serious happened to him. Maybe the bus he took for his job interview got hijacked well, or something. He is in California. Uh, yeah. Uh, or he just had something else to do, maybe more important. <laughs> right. Like maybe get another tattoo. Lawrence doesn't have any tattoos. He feels his body is a temple, and he would never deface it. I haven't had the guts to tell him about my ink yet. He sounds a little too judgmental to me. I mean, no. you do know a true best friend would want you to do whatever made you happy. Unconditional friendship. He is very accepting, but I have over 800 letters from him while he was in Supermax, and he was always supportive of whatever he was I was Supermax? interested in. He feels wow. I should have my own show by now. Um, oh, yeah. No, not, not, not you too. He obviously does not... He doesn't have the inside knowledge of the entertainment business. I mean, some people are born to be hosts... And some people, at birth, are meant to be co-hosts. I'm not bitter about never progressing professionally, but Lawrence feels I should try spreading my wings oh. and flying. Oh, wow, well, not, not literally. Just like look around for an opportunity to get my own time in the spotlight. Well, does he think that host gigs on radio shows are easy to get? 
I mean, come on. The guy's got to be real. There's nothing to be ashamed of of being the co-host on the Spud Goodman Show. You ought to be proud of yourself. Mm. I mean, I know as your friend, good friend at least, it's a highly prestigious position. Nothing to be ashamed of being a co-host. There are few other jobs where all you do is coast. Just remember, Chick Hunter, without you, Spud would be toast. I I know, I know. I've never been pushed to reach for my dreams before I had Lawrence in my life. I mean, my parents still call me a loser. My dad last night, again, brought up how I bombed out of Cub Scouts. He won't give it up after all these years. It hurts. (laughs) Hey. I couldn't find a Cub Scout pack that would even take me when I was a kid. Word spread real quick, you know, when you go to juvie for setting your garage on fire. It was kind of an accident, but man, was I labeled. From the fifth grade on, I was never again invited to spend the night at any of my friends' houses. I was totally not a pyro, but what could I do? I know you had a tough childhood. Yeah, I I did. I think, wait, I think there's a call coming in. No, wait a second, wait. No, I guess it was a telephone solicitor. Yeah. Maybe I gave Lawrence the wrong number. Um, I doubt it because you're really good with numbers, almost Rain Man-esque. So I'm sure he has the right phone number. Definitely. You know, maybe after the show, just think about this. Maybe you and I could go out and grab something to eat. I have enough cash on me this time, so you're not going to have to buy me anything. What do you say? I I, I sort of want to find out what's going on with with Lawrence first. If everything's okay, then sure. Um, All right. Hey, well, right now we uh, need to move on here. Uh, Know your role. What do we got next on the schedule? But I think it's about time we took a call because this one is really important. Well, let's see. Uh, hey, are we speaking with Bruce Pavitt of Sub Pop Records right, uh, fame right now who has a new book out titled Experiencing Nirvana Grunge in Europe, 1989. Are you there, Bruce? I am indeed. Thank you so much. Super. Now, you're going to be appearing on Saturday, 12-7, at Fanagraphics Bookstore and Gallery for a book signing from 6 to 8 p.m., correct? That is correct. Yeah, I'll be down there, and uh, some old-timers like Tad Doyle and Mark Arm are going to show up and help autograph some books. Larry Reed says there might be some free beer, so uh, oh. down Peterson's also going to be DJing the event. Wow, that was, that, all right. So Larry said free beer, and that's, that's a good thing. All right. Um, a chick, by the way, with me is Chick Hunter, my longtime co-host. Uh, okay, so i got to get into this. Prior to your label history in rock, a lot of people in Northwest remember you first for your column Subterranean Pop, which examined indie music from around the world. So let's set the record straight here, Bruce. You didn't exactly start immediately as a mogul in the record industry. Is that correct? It didn't happen like a month or two. It took a little while, didn't it? It, it took a long time. I uh, I came out from Chicago to go to Evergreen State College in 79, and I started a, a radio show called Subterranean Pop, just playing indie records from uh, mostly the U.S. and the U.K. Then I decided to put out a fanzine, which eventually was named Sub Pop, covering specifically records from the U.S. and hard-to-find indie records from places like Seattle that most people hadn't heard of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, before we begin to discuss the book itself, could you please tell my listeners the condensed version of how you and your partner, Jonathan, went to the Central Tavern in Pioneer Square that Sunday night that everyone has heard about to check out some band called Nirvana, I don't know, on one of their first gigs. So that, how, what, what, what was going on with that night? How many people were there? Did they open? Did they headline? What was, what's the scoop on that one? Here's the story. In January of 88, uh, Nirvana cut a demo, a reciprocal recording Jack and Dino passed the demo on to my business partner, John Poneman. He was super stoked on the band, mm-hmm. and he helped set up the, the show at the Central Tavern. That was April 10th, 1988, and that was legitimately the very first time that Nirvana played Seattle. 
the attendants, I believe, was Jonathan, myself, the bartender, <laughs> and the doorman. And that's what you get when you book a show at 8 o'clock on a Sunday at the Central Tavern. Wow. So they were the only act on the bill? You, you know, the, to my to my memory, uh, I don't remember a, a follow-up band. Huh. I, I think it would make sense that a band would have played, but uh, that, that eludes my memory. It was... Uh, it was a big empty room and Nirvana staring at their shoes and trying to win us over. They did uh, they did play one song that we really liked. It was a cover, Love Buzz by the Shocking Blue. Other than that, uh, their material wasn't very strong, mm-hmm. but Kurt Cobain had a great voice. And we said, hey, let's put out a single and, and see where it goes. And John, both John and I were fortunate enough to see their genius kind of unfold over the next few years. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, the book details your, your trip to Europe in 89 with Nirvana, Mudhoney, and Tad. Hey, can I ask what the hotel arrangements were on that trip? Did Tad Doyle get his own room uh, for everyone's sake? That's a distant memory. I, don't, I, don't, uh, I, I believe everybody shared rooms. It was okay. basically two, two people to a room. Okay. Uh, I, do, I, I, hear, I hear that Tad snored a bit, but... I got gotcha. you. I think they had to flip a coin for that one. All right, super. How did the foreigners, quote unquote, take to these bands the first few shows? Uh, I would say that in general, Tad, Nirvana, and Mudhoney, uh, all three of those bands went over really well. Cool. Uh, I think European audiences weren't used to seeing such a, such a dynamic live show, especially in the UK. A lot of the bands at that time were uh, of the shoegazing variety, mm-hmm. not a lot of movement on stage. And especially by the time all three groups got to London, they were in prime form. And uh, I, I, I'd i say they, they pretty much blew away the most jaded crowd in the world. Did, did they rotate the order, or was there a clear headliner on the eight-day tour? There was... Uh, <clears throat> What happened was Ted and uh, Nirvana were touring together. They met up with Mudhoney in London, and Mudhoney was the clear and definitive headliner. Mm-hmm. They were the only band on the marquee. Uh, Ted and Nirvana typically flipped a coin to see who would play first, and uh, so be it. In the, at the Lingfest UK show, the the itinerary went uh, Nirvana, Ted, Mudhoney. Okay, super. When did it dawn on you guys that you had pulled off a violence-free coup of the record business, personally killing off hair metal and corporate pop, at least for a while? I mean, small independent labels do not do this kind of thing. I'm no expert, but true, it's unusual. Well, I would say uh, the moment came about the second week of January when uh, Nirvana's Nevermind knocked Michael Jackson off the number one slot of the Billboard charts. Uh, very, very unusual. I think for a lot of people in the indie punk community, it felt uh, it was like the equivalent of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Very unusual situation. Okay. Oh, I just want to say that I appreciate you encouraging the soundtrack to my life. All right, super. Um, okay. Um, What's been your most memorable moment as the uh, head of Sub Pop Records? You got a billion and a half, I'm sure. Could you just pull out one? Sure. Well, uh, <clears throat> at, at this moment, 20, 24, year, 24 years ago today, uh, Tad, Nirvana, and Mudhoney played Langfest UK in London, 
And at that time, the odds of three bands from a, a relatively unknown city going to London and rocking the most jaded crowd in the world was, uh, was a long shot. Yes. So I, I really have to say that was absolutely one of my favorite memories. Yeah, I would think so. It sounds like you should write a book. Oh, yeah. wait, you did. Yeah, you think you did. Um, there you go. Um, it inspired me to write a book. Absolutely. Um, well, what are the long-term career goals for you now? You've kind of done pretty much everything in the record industry. I heard you're still DJing and doing an occasional wedding and bar mitzvah for fun. Is this true? Yes, my uh, my goal right now is to be the world's uh, best party DJ. Uh, I love spinning records at parties, uh, weddings, bar mitzvahs, what, what have you. Uh, you you name the party and I'll show up with my sound system and rock the crowd. Pretty cool. Um, we need to have a party then. Maybe we can find him on Craigslist. All right, super. Um, okay, well, Mr. Bruce Pavitt again will be signing books this Saturday, 6 to 8 p.m. at Fanographics Bookstore and Gallery in Seattle. I want to thank you, Bruce, for spending time with us and reliving what, uh, yeah, was a very exciting period in rock history. And I don't care what your tastes are. I mean, th there's just no doubt that uh, this that moment in the Northwest, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's historic. There's just no doubt. I'm not going to... Flipped everything over. I'm not going to flip up the hyperbole, but it, it, there's no doubt. It's, it's a fact. So I just want to wish you good luck with the book um, and uh, just thank you, okay? Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully I'll see you there. Fanographics is Saturday, 6 to 8. What Two words, free beer. Thank you so much. All right. Give my best to everyone. All right. Take care. Bye. Take care. What walks downstairs, a loner in pairs, and makes a sneakity sound. A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, once again, here are the plasters.
He called. He's holding on the line right now. Can you believe it? Um, actually, no. Let's just make sure our call screener did all the required background checks on him before we can put this person on the air. On one, did you inform him of the Spud Goodman Show rules and regulations for callers? Uh, what what rules? It's it's not a family member of yours, so we're we're good as far as I'm concerned. Well, put him through. Put him through. Lawrence, um, Lawrence, are you there? Hey, check. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Hey, I got an interview for a possible job at Les Schwab in Sacramento. Oh, that's great news. Did you wear that nice sweater Sweater I sent you last week? It'll work hey, great for job can interviews. Can you guys discuss wardrobe recommendations off the air? I got a show here to do. Lawrence, Lawrence, say hi to Spud. I just told him all about you. Well, not really. I still don't know what he got sent up for. The forgery, if you must know. Hmm. I got an exceptional sentence of eight years. That's a long time for cranking out 20 and $100 bills. Hey, and wouldn't that be a federal crime anyway? Lawrence didn't make fake 20s and $100 bills, bud. What kind of person do you think he is? Yeah, yeah, my beef was actually art forgeries. A lot of money was involved. A lot. I guess the judge was an art lover, and that didn't help at all. Well, how do you forge a painting? And, like, where did you learn how to do that? Did you just steal them from a museum and hit Kinko's or something? No, I I paint, Mr. Goodman. I paint very well. Lawrence studied at the Sorbonne in Paris, France after he graduated from Cal Berkeley. Hmm. How did he get sent to that hardcore Pelican Bay place they show all the time on that lockup show on MSNBC? Just one incident, one incident in county after I got sentenced. That's it. Someone in my pod made a comment about my 49ers, and I guess I was having a bad day. You see, that team has always been a big part of my life since my dad would take me to the games when I was little. Yeah. Now, this was before they started to kick butt in the NFC West. That season, they sucked, and the other gentleman was a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh I unfortunately drew on his face with a felt pen five or six times until it looked permanent. And while I was asleep one night, I I just couldn't take any more of his smack talk. Turns out the Cowboys fan was the son of some state senator. Took about a month until he came off. Totally gas from what I know. But, well, a couple phone calls later, I'm off to Pelican Bay. Wow. Well, it is always about who you know, man. Anyway, I need to get going here. It was nice speaking with you. Good luck with the job at uh, Les Schwab. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Hey, I'm taking the first job I can get. Hopefully, I will be done with the halfway house, and I can come up and visit Chick. That, um, well, that would be great. You know, Spud and I will take you around to all the amazing like, places in Tacoma, Washington. Like customs at the border and stuff. So, uh, well, whatever. All right, all right. Uh, um, we got to go now. Anyway, uh. Right now, we're going to take a brief break. Uh, we're going to be back in a second. Don't go away. Don't do something more fun than listening to this show, because I know there are a lot of options out there, all right? Hey, this is Paul Stanley, and this is Gene Simmons from KISS, and you're listening to the first member of the KISS Army. It's Spud Goodman. Right here on the Spud Goodman Show. Keep it tuned. And now let's hear some kiss so we can get paid. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Did I ever tell you about that? Spud, they said a caller is on the line on one set waiting right now. Are we going to take it? Um, could, could you check and see who it is first? I don't think so. You know we don't have caller ID here. 
Are you well, afraid of those guys calling about donations for protesters of the WTO riots in Seattle again? Yeah. They seem to call all the time. I, yeah. yeah, I never knew tear gas caused long-term health issues like eczema. Well, I should just give them 20 bucks and maybe they'll stop bugging me. Because they're calling day after day after day. They're relentless. Yeah, yeah. No, no, wait, wait. On one just said it was a woman. I'll take it and make sure it's not one of those bank card people. I mean, how many credit cards does a person need? Yeah, uh, really... Caller, go ahead. Am I speaking with Spud? Hello? Oh. Am I on the air? Uh, oh, it's, it's a woman who's stalking you, Spud. I'll, I'll handle it. Um, uh, hi, oh, this is great. Chick Hunter. I'm sitting in for Spud tonight because he's homesick with a really bad case of the measles. I've been listening to the show tonight, Chick. I know Spud is in the studio. Uh, well, uh, that's Spud, Spud pre-recorded his stuff for tonight's show a long time ago, just in case he got sick sometime. He's not here. He's not. Chick, why is he avoiding me? I don't understand. We were very happy when we were together. I think if he could just man up and talk about his feelings with me, he could overcome his fear of commitment. Yeah, well, I will pass that on to Spud when I see him because he is home in bed with that bad case of the mumps. Chick, can you give me some insight on what his relationship is with his mother? That might help me understand his inability to connect with a romantic partner. Well, that one is kind of complicated. It would take many hours to get you up to speed on Spud's relationship with his mother. Well, would you mind meeting me for coffee sometime? Maybe you could help me understand uh, Spud. He is very, uh, well, difficult to read. Okay, I, I gotta go now. We have to interview a, a guest or something. Okay, I'll message you on Facebook with where and when. Thank you very much, Chick. Right, no, no problem. Bye. Uh, couldn't you come up with a more serious disease than measles or mumps? I mean, geez, that was weak. Well, whatever. We need to end the show right now, so I have stuff to do, okay? All right. All right. Uh, you know, how do you think we did tonight? Uh, just just curious. Uh, what, was your, what was your evaluation? Well, I'd give it about seven stars. You know, that's my favorite number. I like the positive review, but it might be a bit excessive. I mean, there were points in the, points in the show where you could have done better, but you know, you're going to learn from your mistakes, and next time you're going to try again with better focus. Right, but I, I was really glad you had a chance to speak with Lawrence, though. You know, you guys seem to really hit it off. Yeah, he's, he's really not that bad a no. guy. Um, does he have like a couple million stashed away somewhere? Because if he does, I say when, when he gets to Seattle, you know, we take him maybe to Ruth Chris Steakhouse or something. I mean, I mean, what the heck? The, the dude's going to be able to afford anything. Nah, Lawrence is a really down-to-earth guy. We could take him to the Frisco Freezer Alfred's bubble room in Tacoma, and he'll be fine. And Spud, he doesn't have millions hidden away somewhere. Well, he, I, I think that only happens in well, the movies. <laughs> Even if Lawrence does have all sorts of dough, don't talk about his cash flow on the show. Just remember, it's his money to blow. Hey, you don't know that for sure. And he's not going to tell you if he did. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance he at least has some expensive paintings hidden in some mini storage somewhere. This is a wise guy. Good call on this, i got to say, though. Now, maybe I should get my own pen pal in prison. Well, anyway, I'll give you my blessing on him. So this is Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Well, thanks. But I'll see if Lawrence knows anybody still in the joint that would like to be your pen pal. That would be pretty cool. All right, let's hear some more music.
she was in love And she cursed that son of a bitch Who turned her from a boy had an ex-con on our show before i think you could like really help out with the ratings there has to be a reason why there's so many prison shows on tv uh, uh i'm not really sure i don't know if i'm really comfortable exploiting lawrence's unfortunate situation just to boost the ratings what seriously have you seen how popular orange is a new black is it's my mom's second favorite show the price is right still number one of course yeah. but hey lawrence could you come on next week and maybe discuss how tough it was spending months locked up in the hole people would dig that well, I only had to go to isolation one time, and that was for telling the sergeant on my tear that George Bush was the worst president ever. Well, I guess yeah. he bought a ton of Bush memorabilia on eBay and thought he was going to be rich when he sold it. And yeah. well, I tell you, the truth is sometimes hard to accept. Well, when you come to visit, Lawrence, we will take you to the Tacoma Art Museum. Hey, everything there is tacked down really good, so forget about lifting anything. Because we live in this town, How remember that. Say that. Hey, actually, art forgery is no longer part of my life now. Okay. Not anymore. I, now, I actually tell you, I'd like to get into radio. Oh, oh, oh that one. would be great. Oh, oh, oh yeah. maybe, maybe you could be a co co-host no, no. on this show. Uh, let me think about that one for a while. God knows we could use a little diversity though around here. I mean, this show seriously looks like it's produced in Salt Lake City. What are you talking about, Spud? Well, we're all white guys on the show. That is pretty lame. We could really use a black person. That would be a nice addition. It's embarrassing. Um, Spud Lawrence is white. His parents are from Scandinavia. <laughs> what were you thinking? Ah! 
You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter, an ominous byproduct of our nation's infatuation with high-tech gadgetry. The show is written by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Spud's original music is by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen, and Derek Schneider is associate producer. Live music production and broadcast engineering by David on one Hansen at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Musical commentaries by the folk singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com. And follow Spud on all forms of social media, though he has no clue how to access them. Copyright 2013, Spud Goodman Productions. Join us again next week for another consciousness-lowering experience on the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. All right, let's hear some more music. One last song from The Plastards. 